Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> We're ready. <Yeah>. Great. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, hello. Uh, this is Real Bad, a podcast about real bad movies that want to hurt you. And we're going to talk about that. I'm Nick Jenkins. <laughs> to my right is Matthew Gatos. Hi, I'm Matthew Gatos. Matt, what do you do? Uh, for a living, I am a producer here at the, the company we work at, Complexly. Yeah, but what do you, like, do? <laughs> oh. Uh, uh, like a car drives. What do you do? <laughs> a car drive. What does a, a mat? Yeah. <laughs> he lives. Welcomes. Um, uh, I, I honestly, as of late, it's been a lot of just video games and watching Netflix and that, watching a bad movie. And uh, yeah, on occasion, <laughs> when my friends make me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sitting next to Matt is Rachel. Rachel, introduce yourself. Hello, I am Rachel Calderon Navarro, and I am a person. <laughs> Um, No, I do multiple things for a living. I am a project manager at DFTBA Records um, for not a living yet. (laughs) Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Um, I also co-host, let's say, sister podcast uh, called Real Love. And me and Sam Schultz uh, talk about movies because we are two people in love who love movies. That's fair. Yeah. And then sitting next to you is Nicole Sweeney. Hi, I'm Nicole Sweeney. Uh, so I also work for Complexly, and I am an associate producer of Crash, Co- Crash Course and host Crash Course Sociology. But when I'm not doing that, I co-founded a website called snarksquad.com where we recap books that we read as kids and TV shows and movies and uh, but we mostly tend to single out stuff that's bad so that's I mean my... as you describe it trash <laughs> trash well yeah so there's there's I personally enjoy uh, like good trash, trash that knows it's trash, like really soapy, like Pretty Little Liars is my favorite mm. example of like trash that knows it's trash. Yep, like that's It's not trying perfect. to be <laughs> anything more than this absurd, like soapy teenager show. Mm-hmm. But then there's like, there's there's trash that like thinks it's doing something better. Uh, and that's the worst trash. And that's like, we're worst. changing the world. So this... <laughs> Podcast uh, is uh, we're going to talk about all kinds of movies, um, but generally they have to be bad for whatever reason. So that can be it can be bad because of budgetary limitations. Uh, It can be bad because they are trashy and horrible. All kinds of budgets are going to get in here. I know that at some point we want to do something with the Star Wars prequels if we can sit through it again. (laughs) Um, So but today we're going to be starting with um, a classic Mm. bad movie. (laughs) Which we may have disagreements about. <laughs> I selected as our pilot episode the film Troll, John Beekler's 1986 film Troll. And I did this for a number of reasons. One, it's bad without being good. So bad. <laughs> well, that, okay. It's bad without at all being good. In any way. Good job, movie. <laughs> um, it's bad without being offensive, mm. without being – I didn't want everybody to watch this movie for the first podcast and then hate me. Now, I think that backfired <laughs> yeah. a little bit because yeah. I don't think Nicole was expecting this to be as bad as it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so so there's that. <laughs> but I also picked it because one of the films that we're going to watch later is Troll 2, which is one of the most legendarily 
horrible films that has ever been made. It's it is so bad it is entertaining and and weird and it has absolutely nothing to do with Troll 1, but it's called Troll 2. So good. So I figured we should start with that basis. We'll start with Troll as our our jumping off point. So that we can come back and know how Troll 2 has nothing yes. to do with Troll 1. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Got we it. can. Lay, lay the foundation. Yeah. Plus Sonny Bono was in this film. Okay, but... okay well, you're, you're getting ahead of yourself. I know, I know. I'm just... So much mustache. I know. Great. Um, they are making a remake of Troll, the oh, first no. one. With, Why? with the the actor who played the kid, Harry Potter Jr. Oh, <laughs> not, not or... his birth name. <laughs> Noah Hathaway, I think is his name. Yeah. Atreyu. Atreyu, yeah. yeah, which I did not know when I first watched this, I had watched, and I watched these two films around about the same time when I was a little kid. Oh. And I had no idea that was the same person. Because he does a fake British Atreyu's accent. Never Ending Story. Yeah. Atreyu does a fake, he does a fake British accent in Never Ending Story, I think. I don't remember that, but I feel like maybe the girl, the little maybe girl does in... the British accent. Been a while since I've seen it. Anyway. Yeah, I feel um, like it's one of those the kids' movies that I'm not an expert oh, on. Oh, man. I've, not, I've never seen the never-ending story That surprises series. me. That is surprise me. Yeah. It's got, like, Muppets in it. And kind it of. Not. not. Well, okay, it's got puppets. Puppets. Yes. Let's separate. Yeah. Um, Welcome to Puppet or Muppet. <laughs> Our news, uh, the theme be... of real love. More puppets, please. Yes. <laughs> so they're remaking it. I don't know why this is happening. I don't know why you would want to do that. Is he playing the same character? Yes. Okay, so it's like wait, a sequel. It could though. be a sequel. Wait, 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 wait. He's Ooh. playing. Can I spoil maybe something? Oh. On the IMDb, it just says voice. Oh. Ooh. Is it an animated what? troll so remake? Maybe what? he's just like voicing over and he's like, when I was 12 years old. Oh, I hope it's a bad like narration that. thing. Oh my God. I may want to watch this then. Oh my God. <laughs> if they do something that inane. Yeah. That's like your hundredth oh, episode no. of this podcast. Will we'll be loop back. Whatever this troll remake is, <laughs> I think Patricia Arquette's in it. Why? Look no. at the look at the thing. I what? think she's credited in it. <laughs> oh yeah, as Eunice. Eunice, who That's is the old lady. Okay, we're getting oh. ahead of ourselves. Yeah, we are getting, yes. like, oh man. Yeah, yeah. A, but what it's a good segue news. Okay. We can just yeah. That's, yeah. jump so right in. Jump right in. Making this movie. All right. Um, so I got to pick someone randomly. But I had two people be very afraid of doing this part of the podcast, <laughs> so I'm, I'm randomly selecting Matt. Oh wow! <laughs> I am surprised. Um, Matt, what, what is this movie? What is Troll? Tell us. All right. So Troll is a movie, barely. I think uh, about an apartment building mostly, mm-hmm. uh, or this family, the Harry Potter family, moves in. No relation. Um, or is there? Or is there? It could be a prequel to Harry Potter. It could be. Uh, there was a staircase. No one lived under it, though. That we know about. Mm-hmm. Oh, I bet there was some elf people in there. Trolls. Um, they weren't all trolls. There was only, one, only one troll. There was only one troll in Troll. Yeah. Singular troll. Uh, but it's uh, this troll lives in this building and likes to uh, turn the human world into a fairy world. To open up some sort of portal to bring his world to take over the human world, essentially, is the gist that I got. And then there's this witch lady who lives in the apartment building whose job it is to keep that from happening. 
And then, am I supposed to like just go through the plot and spoil it? Just the it? plot. Just yeah. the plot, yeah. Okay. So I'm allowed to spoil the yeah, ending we can, here. Yeah, we can spoil things. Or rather, ask the question if this is what the <laughs> ending meant to anyone else. <laughs> but it seemed like Harry Potter Jr. and his little sister are in this fairy world. And, and then the troll decides to be good and stabs his large bat monster. And then everything's better. Well, the bat monster goes after the girl. Goes after the right, girl. Which, which the troll captured. Yeah, but he wants the little girl. He captured the mm. little girl because he wants to marry her, which is gross. As yeah. a is that what that is? I thought maybe she was like the energy force behind. Well, no, because, See, because nobody Eunice, knows. Because <laughs> Eunice was his. Like he and Eunice were supposed to get married. Like back when she was young, but then. Uh, I don't know. There's like one. She explained point, that he always young. keeps like. Oh yeah, was she young? She's still. Young. She became young okay. again. Like what? What got back into her young person body? I don't know. But there's the <laughs> bit. There's also the bit where the troll. Um, where when the troll is being the little girl and um, <laughs> and uh, we're gonna talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> Should we start from the beginning? Well, hold on. What were you going to okay. say? Well, what I was going to say. Because um, we can't figure out what happened. He, That's the problem. And, and he and the troll says to, to Julia Louise Dreyfus, who's inexplicably <laughs> in this movie, uh, that makes a comment about how beauty fades, oh, which is yeah. like a very weird and disturbing thing for an 11 year old girl to say to a like 20 some odd year old woman. But yeah. uh, who later becomes half naked. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also. But anyway, but like that. <laughs> Plus the fact that, like, Eunice, we see her as an old lady, uh, and 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 she makes some comment about how, like, Eunice tells the brother, tells Harry <laughs> Potter Jr. something about how, like, she knows that the troll is going to seek out a, like, young, beautiful maiden. Yeah. That definitely happened at some point well, in time. Well, because she says that you shouldn't worry too much about your sister because he always makes sure to, like, keep the young maiden yeah. alive. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't realize that was to marry her. I also did not infer that. Oh, okay. Well, maybe this is just me. But <laughs> I, I felt that that was a very strong like Horror movies hit us where we live, I guess. The real horror story like, here would be if he married her. Gross. If he married this five-year-old? What is she, five or eight? Somewhere? Well, like, oh, I don't know. I, I was thinking more like ten, but sure. I don't know. I'm real bad at guessing kid age. Yeah, yeah, I am too. I, I she could be have, three. She could be no 13. Idea. Until you're about... 18 do I start going okay you look like you're starting to become an adult yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh you're driving okay okay yeah you're driving I think the best way to do that is to think what grade she was in rather oh, the year sure. how mm. old she is okay so I could so, see 10 then because fifth grade mm-hmm. sure yeah maybe. Uh, yeah maybe a little younger than that maybe be like third or fourth. I'm bad at this. I have no I idea. Fifth grade would I have be no good. idea okay Rachel's yeah. on my side because he's like because the the boy was like 13 mm-hmm yeah, yeah, so they're sure. not too, too far in age. Sure, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. They may also specifically mention ages in the movie, and we didn't pick up on that because yeah. we were trying to focus on also what is happening. Also, his knock was prepubescence. Yeah. Oh, but there, we there we go. I want to argue against that. So I feel like we haven't really told the listeners what this movie is, even though I tried. Um, <laughs> that was your job, I Matt. know. But then we jumped into the marriage uh, storyline. But there is a point at which 
there's a point at which uh, young Harry Potter Jr., which we have to use the full names every single time. Yes, we because do. Because it's yeah. ridiculous. And because uh, I'm going to do a supercut in this episode of every time they say <laughs> Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Young Harry Potter Jr. goes and knocks <laughs> on Eunice's door. Uh-huh. And she says, like, I knew it was you because the knock was prepubescent, which is a little weird He's to like, say. He's like, how'd you know? Super- yeah. Again, which totally reaffirms my, my belief that there's like weird, creepy marriage vibes going on there too. Yeah. Because they're also making weird comments about his knock being prepubescent. Yeah. Like, but what the hell does there's that one mean? point where Why, he's like Eunice? laying in bed and he's got like a lot of armpit a hair. Lot. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm glad I'm not the only one who noticed that. I wasn't going to bring this up because I was embarrassed that I noticed it. I was like, just like that shot was just like framed yeah. right on his like, armpit. We all know He's laying in bed with his hands folded behind his head and there's just a giant like lack of a better word bush of <laughs> armpit hair. At that at that scene I was like, how old is this yeah. kid? And I, I had like, to is look he a 25 year old playing a 12 year old. He was 15 <laughs> when he when he filmed this. Okay. Mm. Okay. He he has a young face. Yeah. Yeah. Like he could until that moment I believed he was the age he was acting and then because that happened before she called him prepubescent I was like that kid probably stinks up the whole room yeah oh my god he hasn't learned about smelled him he hasn't learned about deodorant yet yeah (laughs) so oh my god yeah um what a turn so I'm glad I'm not the only one who noticed so this movie comes out in 1986 and John Carl Beekler was the, the director, and he came up with the story. He didn't write the script, but he came up with the story. Which is so that's still it's his fault. What has he done? Did he do things before this? Um, he well, so he was a visual effects guy. Okay. So he did a lot of visual effects. He did um, Nightmare on Elm Street four effects. He was on the team anyway. He did the effects for uh, Halloween for all the good fours. Basically, he, all right. he was a part of. <laughs> And uh, Hold then out for Troll Four, Toy the best Story one. We're gonna wait. Yeah, Troll, <laughs> tro- troll Four is gonna be epic. Yeah. Um, but he was working for Roger Corman. I'm sure you know who Roger Corman yeah. is. Do you guys know who Roger Corman is? I do not. So Roger Corman was a really uh, prolific producer of B movies in the 50s, 60s, and 70s. I'm mean, really into the 80s. Um, so he made a lot of terrible movies, but they were sufficient. Like they were actual movies that the, the budgets were low and that was kind of laughable, but there were usually interesting ideas. Like, um, so John Carl Beekler, the director was working for him as a visual effects artist and pitched troll to him and Roger Corman turned it down. So that will tell you that the man who makes (laughs) low budget crap movies Turned it down. It's like, no, this is the worst fucking idea. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody should do this. And they sure as shit shouldn't remake it 30 years from now either. Nope. <laughs> that was Roger Corman's last words. <laughs> He's still alive. I assumed. <laughs> as I was saying that, I'm like, he might still be alive. He's planning on saying that while he dies. <laughs> he like wrote it down in case he doesn't remember. Just carries it with just him all the time. Someone just tell them these were my last words. So he managed to wrangle a million dollars. To make this movie, that seems about right. That's yeah. a lot of money, still. Yeah. It's it is a lot of yeah, money, especially in 1986 dollars. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, so Star Wars in '77 was made for 20. Okay. Um, the movie did have a theatrical release, and it made five million, almost six. Ew. 
<laughs> worth it to make some more of those things. You know, he look, it made money. But if you look at the top 10 grossing films of that year, they start at 70 million gross. Ah. So you can see there's still a m- massive difference. I'm boring Nicole right now with these numbers. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? oh my uh, God. Do you know off the top of your head, like, what was the top grossing movie that year? I do. Oh, what was it? 1986. The top gross. Anybody want to take a guess? It was a year before I was born. So... Fuck you. <laughs> I um, was but a twinkle. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. Anything before I was born. It was the top grossing film. Top, top Gun. Gun. Yeah. <laughs> Cookies Yay! for everybody on Monday yeah. who came up with that. Damn. Uh, <laughs> top hat. Damn it. Um, Wrong year. Yeah. Uh, top Gun, 176 million gross. A little bit more than five. Yeah. But I mean, Top Gun was like you a. You make a slightly. lot of trolls with that Top Gun money. Oh, no. But, no. No. <laughs> Please don't. Oh, God. Yeah. Could you imagine a high budget troll remake? Uh, it's called Trolls. Yeah. See, it's DreamWorks made it last yeah. year. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, they got JT. Yeah. <laughs> it all went to him. That's what they spent the money on. JT, you're playing Harry Potter Jr. <laughs> I'd watch that. I was going to say, would, like, this is the only Harry Potter movie I would watch. Yeah, Anna Kendrick's also in that. If we get Anna Kendrick what? as the little girl. She was the troll. Oh, my God. I love yeah. Anna Kendrick. Oh, man. We're building a movie. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Listen, <laughs> to be fair, if you're we are building an already movie, existing movie. If they're remaking this movie in now, I want Justin Timberlake as Harry Potter Jr. and Anna Kendrick as the little girl. That's the and only way I Daniel Radcliffe. <laughs> <laughs> as Harry Just... Potter Sr. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Daniel Radcliffe plays Justin Timberlake's dad. Yes. You just slap a bucket hat on him and it's good to go. Correct. Uh, I feel like, no, he should be like a weird butler or something that just <laughs> walks on. So everybody Wait, go, no, oh, like, you know who Daniel Radcliffe needs to play? Sonny Bono. Oh, yeah, you're right. He needs to be the swinger with the mustache. Yeah, that's a good point. Or he could be the cop at the end. Oh, yeah, so it's just a cameo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sure. Yeah. He only does yeah. cameos. Oh. Yeah. So. Here, good. Here, okay. I, I still don't know if we've actually made this no. movie make sense because the movie actually doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, but my, I have two big things that I okay. want to discuss. And let's, I'll do my first one here. And who is this movie for? Children. Okay, yeah, you say that. No, it's for the guy who made it. <laughs> <laughs> I think our discussion is over. I think you're right. <laughs> but but I, I see where you're coming from with that. Well, I don't think that he thought it was going to be for children, but I feel like in the end it was for children. And especially, like, I feel like children's movies in the 80s were – also a little risque without yeah. trying to be. So I feel like it was very, it felt very PG, but also with that weird little, oh, ha, 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 there's Julie Louis-Dreyfus half naked running around being cute kind of See, thing. it's not the sex overtones, the sexuality overtones mm-hmm. that, that make me question that. It's like what happened to Sonny Bono. That's the one moment when, like, up until that moment, I was very confused. Is like, this kind of feels like an Alf situation or like a Little yeah. Monsters mm-hmm. type situation where it's like kind of that like alien or creature shows up into a kid's world and like, yes, the kid is possessed or whatever is happening to that little girl, which we also didn't really bring up. But no. throughout, oh, this I'm movie, gonna talk about the troll. Appears to everyone else as a little girl, and so they're all fooled, and she throws around the little brother, or big brother, and all that. But uh, up until that moment, when Sonny Bono's head like slowly, methodically inflates and 
transforms into like a pea pod. Mm -hmm. It did seem very childish. And then in that moment, it just gets very, very gross. It becomes body horror. Yeah. And I think you we were talking about this really briefly and you said it became the fly. Yeah, like it turned from little monsters into the fly in that moment. And which mm. makes me It was very upsetting. I almost <laughs> felt the flip side where I thought he was making a thought like trying to make a kids movie and failed. Well, I don't know about that. Because, like, they're singing, and all the trolls yeah. were, like, little, and, like, it was, was basically, like, this, like, cute. weird LSD nightmare <laughs> version of Small World. Like, oh, I, yeah. it was, like, all of the, the little animatronic things definitely had this very, very, like, creepy Disney vibe. Well, they yeah, also had very like, little motion to them. Like, their eyes didn't blink. Their faces didn't really move. They just kind of moved as one solid lump. Yeah, mm-hmm. there was, like, no articulation. It yeah, was just like, and this was after Gremlins, right? 86, yeah. Yeah, this is, like, a year or two after Gremlins. So I feel like it kind of was a little Gremlins-y. You know what? Here's the thing, too. I'm glad you bring that up because Gremlins is another film that I felt like was skirting that edge of being, oh, this is a kid's movie. That's alarming and upsetting, especially for a child. Yeah, especially yeah. the story of the main girl and the gremlin's father. Oh, my God. Which I don't want to spoil, I guess. Different, but... different, that's, that's different podcast. Yeah. Different podcast. Yeah, different podcast. That's also not a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's, uh, well, like, you know, they put a gremlin in the microwave and stuff. Like, it is mm-hmm. There's absolutely... gross stuff that happens in gremlins. But there was, other than the Sonny Bono's, like, turning into... A crazy, weird <laughs> poopa. <laughs> <laughs> there was nothing really gross or scary. And, like, there's these two kids who are vanquishing a monster. And it was, like, other than that, I was I thought it was very mild. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. I think mild is a great way. So mm-hmm. With the exception of that. Like, I, even the monster or even the troll or the monster of the horror movie Mm -hmm. did not look scary. Like, it looked like he could have gone one way or the other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was actually, like, it could have been cute. Like, there could have been cute moments. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there even are a couple moments where he kind of smiles or, like, the song. There's that mushroom. The mushroom is adorable. Yeah, and (laughs) that's, like, a sidekick, like an animal sidekick that you would see in a kid's movie. Uh That's very true. Yeah. They kind of look like... Just because this is the way I grew up, they looked like costumes that would be in like Power Rangers mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. shows like that. Like there's a show called Masked Rider who had a little sidekick who looked almost identical to this troll. And so it definitely when I first saw it come out in the, the laundry mat, like the laundry room scene, like it comes out from behind the washer. I'm like, that's kind of cute. And I knew nothing about this movie mm-hmm. really going into mm-hmm. it. So I was like, OK, it looks like it's going to be kind of a kid's movie. Yeah, kind of t- speaking on that, too, I thought it was very strange that they revealed the monster literally within five minutes of the movie. Like, there was no setup. Like, essentially, at the beginning of this movie, you get a family who is moving into a building, uh-huh. and the next thing that happens is the little girl gets possessed by yeah. a monster. I think mm-hmm. that was my biggest qualm of the movie is that they took it too fast, like, took everything took f- too fast, like... Even the conversations between people seemed very like like they already knew each other, which I thought was very strange. The kid, like the, the Harry Potter Jr., figures out everything 
so yeah. quickly. Yeah. Also, the troll goes into like goes and possesses basically everybody's apartment really quick, and it's like, where do we go from now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think yes. that's like yes. the part that makes it really bad. It's like there's they blew they blew it all. <laughs> <laughs> well, the so going back to your point about you know it happening too fast at the beginning. I feel like that's one of my biggest gripes with mm-hmm. this film is like, I don't know who Wendy is Yeah. when she switched. So when she starts acting funky and weird, I'm like, yeah, is that. Especially because one of the first lines once she like disappears in the laundry room is her brother yells at her, have you been playing with dead cats? Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, is that something she does? Yeah. Is this Sorry, can Again? we tell Wendy's actual story? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to know more about this Wendy. Yeah. Yeah, what? and the mom's like, oh, they're very excitable. It's like, okay, they're, these kids are crazy by nature. Because they do seem crazy even before they get possessed by a monster. Mm-hmm. Like, they're just running out into traffic and playing out and just, like, doing all this stuff. And it's just like, they're, it's just very weird family dynamic mm-hmm. when we first meet them. It's just, mm-hmm. they don't seem normal. But then you also don't necessarily get that outside of that first scene. There's just not, there is not enough there Mm-mm. to make any like actual inferences. It's it's way yeah. too. It's That's like also a very, part of this. Like keep trying brief... to take it apart as if it's a good movie. Right. Yeah. There's, there's <laughs> nothing there. Yeah. There's no, you can't. Yeah. It's not clear what, You're what missing they were like. Too many of the numbers to make the equation work. Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah. But it's, and this goes into my second point, which is like, Nobody acts like a human <laughs> yeah. in this. Mm-hmm. Like everybody acts weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so much so that like it it creates a problem for me when Wendy is acting weird and then she's like, Ur, I'm Godzilla. And I'm like, well, are you the troll? I don't understand. How do you know about Godzilla, troll? Yeah. And, yeah. and the- there was moments in the troll <laughs> as Wendy would say things where I'm like, I don't feel like you should be able to know that. Like, there are other moments where you don't know how to eat a hamburger, but yet you know this weird reference that gets you, like, off with the parents. Uh Uh Right. Uh They're too too over-the-top cartoon or and i don't know if that was the writing or if that was the acting right like the father the father with his music yeah oh that's the worst song i've ever heard i mean i know it's a real song that exists but that version of it of summertime blues (laughs) is maybe the worst musical moment of any movie i've ever heard i loved it because it was so crazy (laughs) it just it sounds like someone who doesn't know how to make music was like yeah i got you I'll, I'll work for exposure on the soundtrack. Oh, oh. Like, oh, that's sad. It's just, I, to be fair, that's how I feel about a lot of grunge. Is like, <laughs> this is pre-grunge grunge. Yeah, pre-grunge yeah. grunge. Well, it, but Michael Moriarty, who plays the father, plays Harry Potter Senior, um, is actually a very good actor. Like he's he's been in a lot of things. He was in a lot of Clint Eastwood stuff. Uh, like he's a he's he's a good actor. And I read a piece of trivia that said he went to the director and was like, I don't know who this guy is. I don't get it. And then the director, John Carl Beekler, grabbed a hat off of his director photography, that weird hat he was wearing, the bucket Uh hat, Uh and put it on his head. And he says, Harry Potter (laughs) Sr. wears weird hats. Did the director what? of photography have the tiniest what? head and then... Because <laughs> it, did, yeah, it didn't fit very well. It's like the... sat on his head. Yeah. <laughs> well, the director of photography is also, I think, Spanish, like real Spanish. And so it's a Spanish like, soccer oh team 
<laughs> logo that's oh on there. God. Like, and and now I know Harry Potter Senior is very cultured. Yeah. <laughs> Now as an I actor, you're stuck with that. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, we haven't brought it up yet, or we have brought it up a lot. We haven't addressed it that their names are Harry Potter, yeah. and it's driven home a thousand times that this this movie that came out in 1986, the uh-huh. main two male characters in this movie are named Harry Potter. Yes, it's weird. It's super weird. Yes. This is not the filmmaker's fault. Yeah. No, not at all. But it's weird. It's weird and disconcerting. And every time anybody says it, I am taken out of the film because I'm like, what? I just like to believe that J.K. Rowling I is a was huge just about to say that. fan yep. of Troll. Yes, same. This like, it's is her favorite my movie new, of all My new time. headcanon is that Harry Potter that we all know and love is, in fact, named after the character in Troll. Please, God, no. <laughs> well, because, like, I, I Googled that after watching the movie. I was like, J.K. Rowling Troll to, like, see what came up. And Google already knew what you were saying. <laughs> yeah, we got right. you. But there was, like, some interview with the director whose name is already escaping me. Uh, John Carl Beekler. That's him. Mm-hmm. Uh, where he seen upset by the idea like he kind of was claiming that J.K. Rowling stole ideas from him not just the name but like a kid named Harry Potter being taken into a world of magic. My dude. Yep. <laughs> My dude, you need to sit down. <laughs> yeah. I've heard that one. Yeah, that's I just... watched your story, your garbage, <laughs> nonsensical story, and I will not, I will not have you speak ill. Even if she did, she did a good job. Right. Yeah. So. She did you a fucking favor <laughs> if she took your story which is a hot mess, and turned it into the masterpiece that is Harry Potter. <laughs> At the very least, she made something interesting out of Troll. <laughs> that you go, that we go back and we go, that's, that's fucking what I weird. Want it to be true. Yeah. I want it to yeah. be that she yeah. saw Troll and was inspired. Yeah. We'll never know. I think we know. Let's all tweet her right now. <laughs> <laughs> the power of four humans. Yeah. And then... And all dozen people that will listen to this podcast, if you join us. Uh, You 12 people are important. Yeah. (laughs) Don't rate and review. Don't think. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, comment, and subscribe. Oh, wait. Sorry, sorry. Follow us on Twitter. (laughs) Yeah. Wait. Yes. (laughs) No, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at, uh, I think it's at at RealBadPod. All right. If not, there will be a looped-in version of Nick (laughs) that just sounded very different saying that. Do you think they only because okay so there's another storyline I want to get into for sure okay but <laughs> when it comes to the like plantification of the people in this apartment building mm-hmm. which had no connectivity not didn't really make a whole lot of sense no. but like Sonny Bono goes first he's just like exploded into a plant person that three people come out of and it's mm-hmm. very strange yep. the army guy has a kind of a similar fate we think yeah, but then Julia Louis-Dreyfus is left, like, in her human form. Mm-hmm. They slap some leaves over her bits mm-hmm. and are like, just dance around naked. Again, because the troll is into the young, fair ladies. But I'm... he also said age fades, like beauty fades. Yeah, beauty so. fades, but it hasn't faded yet, so she yeah. can, like, prance around naked. I'm I, telling you, yeah. he's marrying the little girl. <laughs> <laughs> I just like that, like, it's clearly like a filmmaker's decision of, like, well, let the pretty oh, yeah. woman live and yeah. in her human form and be naked. That sounds like a good choice. What yeah. happened to her husband? That was just her boyfriend. Remember, yeah. he shows up later yeah, but, in a Cubs well, jacket being like, oh, she's not answering the door. Yeah, but he goes in. <laughs> then what oh, happens? Yeah. Also, mm, also a little trivia. 
that that's her real husband. Yeah. In Are they real still life married? And still married. Oh my goodness. Mm. Yeah. Doesn't I he knew look they... exactly like Andy Samberg? No. I did not no. notice. No. <laughs> and also, no. You need to get out. That is so crazy. You're crazy. That's the litmus test for being on this podcast, and you just failed it. Um, I love and- Andy Samberg, so. And that man is no Andy Samberg. <laughs> but yeah, what does happen to him? Because he goes in, because he's trying to get in with Malcolm, who's the other storyline I want to get to. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. But him and Malcolm are knocking, nothing happens, and then Malcolm walks away and the door just opens and everything's fine in there. Who's mm-hmm. Malcolm? Malcolm is the, the, the little professor. person. The professor, professor of English. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Which you guys are throwing around all these names like you picked if, up on this. <laughs> just like, but we don't <laughs> do we see what happens to no, him? All yeah. we know is we got he got ring action and that's all that I think. He got ring action? Yeah, he got the, the ring the, action. The, oh, you know? oh, that's right. Uh, so oh, he's yeah. probably just a plant okay. pod, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember this now. Because he walks in, and then that's when, like, four of her run around, right? But I almost feel like yeah, there's yeah, different yeah. ring actions. Like, yeah. she got naked lady one. Because <laughs> uh-huh. um, remember how the, uh, Eunice was talking about how he was making each apartment a different part of the different world. Oh, sure. So yeah. I almost feel like... It was like bringing out all the elements of the world so that like it would take over. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. So like the military guy maybe was different from Sonny Bono's Yeah, mm-hmm. I just can't recall. Ring. Yeah, sure. I think that's, that's too much lore. That This movie couldn't handle that much The world lore. building's not great. Yeah. Well, yeah. So world that's building is not great, assumed. but knowing that the guy who made this movie was... <clears throat> Uh, a VFX guy like that that's his background and they're like like clearly making these weird little <laughs> singing uh, plant creature things was like his actual like, he made this movie because he just wanted to make those things yeah. so like maybe <laughs> that lore is there and we're just not picking up on it because right. it's I'm sure not... like in his head this movie makes a lot more sense yeah, than yeah, it yeah. does <laughs> to us yes but one of my biggest problems with the movie was the sudden heart-wrenching plot twist that Malcolm was dying. talking about your biggest problems yeah. with the movie? But, like, like all of it. How do you have <laughs> yeah, one? Right, but, like, I could forgive some of it as, like, okay, that's just weird, bad storytelling. But, like, the idea of all of a sudden inserting a Malcolm is dying from a disease that they don't disclose. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He just well, puts his hand over his heart. Yeah. It's a bone marrow. Is it? Yeah, he says... He, well, he, he says something yeah, about his heart, Yeah, but there's a lot though, of stuff you can... Be sick oh. yeah. for bone marrow. But he basically yeah, just says, like, this point. body's wearing out is the way yeah. he puts it to mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so we're suddenly supposed to care about him, mm-hmm. the well, guy who inv- accepted a dinner invite from a 10-year-old girl. I would <sighs> disagree with that because I feel like immediately when I meet him, I care about him because he's, like, he's nice. He seems, like, mm-hmm. smart enough to, like, nice. get away yeah. kind of thing. He takes and her then, questions in stride, too. Mm-hmm. And then, like... You see him talking to the troll or the little girl, and you're like, oh, my God, I hope nothing happens to the professor. Mm-hmm. Well, also, so. to be yeah. fair, he knew he was going to see the parents. He knew he was, he was going to yes, see the yes, family. Yes, yes, yes. You know, um, which is why he bought, brought champagne. Yes. Yeah. That was uh, a really good scene. Yeah. yeah. I, actually, yes, that I, I did not enjoy like any of this that movie except scene. for that scene. The I would agree. Where the parents have the chocolate milk. Yeah. <laughs> I think they overreacted a little bit. Yeah. Well, especially like the, they, 
yeah, like they just stare at him and they're like, oh, so no Yeah, they keep, see, they keep staring. It's like, uh, okay, yeah. you're getting a little offensive now. Yeah. yeah the prof- the so uh, to that end, the professor is the only character in this movie I cared about <laughs> at all. But so. why? Like, yeah, just the I idea mean, that they why need did to they introduce the idea of him dying yeah. when he doesn't? Well, I, I can I talk about him, but I feel like what I would talk about would be more on the the what would make it better part. Mm. I mean, I feel like we're getting to that yeah. point. And that's also, what I'll, I'll just it's the same actor who played the troll. Yes, yes, it's also the same person. <laughs> yeah, um, and he was, uh, it was funny because he's, the cast in here was not awful. Like the acting no. talent, Shelley Hack, who plays uh, Mom Potter, um, <laughs> Michael Moriarty, Noah Hathaway, and I can't remember his name. Who played the professor? Fushkato? John Fushkato. Uh, anyway, he you know better than me. Mm-hmm. He was in Willow, um, and he had one of the cooler parts in the movie. I think he was in Sabrina, Sabrina the Teenage, Teenage, Witch. Teenage Witch. Yeah, there we yeah. go. His, his most Validated. important appearance. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. See, I feel like he showed up on like a number of '90s shows, like Sabrina and some other ones. Could be, but yeah. I, like overall acting talent in here was good. It was not used well, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, well, um, who's the army guy? Oh, he's been another. Yeah, stuff. he was in WKRP in Cincinnati. Okay, yeah. that's a pull. He was uh, um, Andy Travis in WKRP. Okay. Fuck all y'all. That's one of my favorite <laughs> uh-huh. shows. Sorry, okay. it was off the air before we were born, uh-huh. Nick. It was off the air before I was born. Oh, so, right. Nick at night. <laughs> beautiful thing. That's yeah. really old. Yeah. You <laughs> <laughs> definitely sounded like you did. Yeah, that I felt a lot of meaning. <laughs> I was just thinking that I don't know. You should just stop talking now. You're just digging a hole. I'm gonna throw you a rope now. Uh, yeah. We're all different ages. My bad. Um, what, the, what the hell were we talking about before I was so horribly insulted? What would make this movie better? Oh. I told you already, Justin Timberlake and Anna Kendrick. <laughs> so just okay. starting from scratch yeah, for starting you. Starting from scratch. Could this movie be salvaged? And you're saying no. Uh, no. Okay. No. I would say um, there are maybe three or four things that could have made this better. Um, my first thing is that they would have taken it a little slower and developed the characters more. Like the witch, like Eunice was really cool, but she didn't do any witch stuff. Right. And like mm-hmm. Except become younger. Yeah, except yeah. become younger. And because this movie is obsessed with women being young. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also <laughs> it's young like, maidens. Why is that the moment you decide to pull out that power? Like if you have the power to transform into any sort of age or form you can, like, why not just do that all the time? Also, why does it matter? Why yeah. does, yeah. Why does what, it what matter? Is, what, is, what is this form serving you as yeah. you head into It's basically like, like well, all right, we're going to kick this troll's ass young. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> that didn't like make your powers stronger, did it? Yeah. No? I mean, okay. I guess I mean, she was a little more More live. agile. Yeah, she was more agile getting over the stairs. But then she just got thing. turned into a tree anyways. Right. I know, yeah. yeah. No. Well, okay, the no. interesting thing about that <laughs> most, is, though. The biggest thing she contributed but then got after turned back. that was her saying, close the door. <laughs> like that was what she contributed. She was like, I'll listen to the tree lady. But yeah. then, that was a really lady. good line. <laughs> that was the only good line, I think, in the whole movie. The only movie that made me kind of half smile yeah, was when I'm I was into to the tree. tree lady. Yeah. <laughs> the, but the Eunice Young and Old were played by mother daughter um, actors. Oh, that's, that's smart. Oh, that is why they look so much alike. Yeah. Yeah. And when I first saw it, too, I was kind of like, 
well, they got a really good look. Of, yeah. yeah. At first, yeah. I was like, did your makeup? Did yeah. she just have like, yeah, Did they do I, really good age makeup? Thought. I didn't, like, I like forgot about it immediately because I didn't really care. So I didn't ever look <laughs> into this. But I did, my thought was, oh, was she actually a young woman with like aging makeup for the yeah. whole time? If so, that was impressive. <laughs> yeah, that, that was, was very that impressive. That's where all the million dollars went. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 800,000. Um, because they can't even it. do that well now. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, yeah, like you said, like Rachel, taking it slower, yeah. I think yeah. would definitely helped. And I think part of that is like how they rushed into the beginning of just okay, and not little girls possessed. I think they could have taken a, a page out of like the books of like horror movies. What they usually do is you have a non-essential person get killed or something first. Yeah, like you see the power of the being. Mm happen to someone or something. So you understand the threat. Right. You got like Jaws, you've got Scream, you've got a bunch of examples of like somebody gets killed or taken away or possessed or whatever. And so you see, oh my God, this thing is scary. Mm -hmm. And then you get introduced to a team of people or a kid that you care about, get to know, and you don't want anything bad to happen to them. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that that's why it ended up flopping because they like, they got, Sonny Boner real quick. They got the military guy really quick. They yeah. got everyone really quick. And there was no exposition as to why he's doing it. And yeah. Until there was all of the exposition. Yeah. Right. Which leads me to that. Together the oh sorry, the, the two components that Matt was just talking about though of like the like a, a thing happens and like kids you're supposed to care about were like sort of collapsed into yeah. into mm-hmm. like that was it. Yeah. Uh, like but. literally the moment of like, okay, so there's kids, I guess we're supposed to care about them because they're children. Yeah. But it's with things like Little Monsters and other like kind of similar eighties movies where you have people like Fred Savage and other kid actors that you like them after you watch the movie because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you found them funny or interesting or you cared about their story. Like I came out of this movie not caring about those either of those children mm-hmm. because I mean yep yeah I'm like good they survived that's the point of the movie but if it weren't for that scene where Eunice is telling the kid about why the troll exists like with the history of the storybook yeah, yeah. if uh-huh. they had taken that out that movie would make even less sense than it does. Uh-huh. If you went to the bathroom yeah, yeah, during that exactly. scene. Yeah, exactly. Like if you yeah. look at Run P and they say, don't go on this one. <laughs> um, but yeah, I wish that they had, if they had made it like, if like the troll maybe had like a henchman and like he, the troll were saying to the henchman like his plans or something like that. Because right. like the troll never talks. Mm-hmm. Except when he's windy right. and yeah. then just is, can't, stop talking normally yeah or if she were like when she when the troll was like wendy and divulging some plans like a james bond villain type Uh way of like this is what i'm gonna do to you brother right Mm -hmm. i think that that would have made the movie a little better i agree yeah i mean my i'm right there with you i have two suggestions the first one is one is easy to do and one I don't think John Carl Beekler could have pulled off, but the first one is... Sorry if he gets a Google alert about this podcast. He's like, yeah. oh, I'm popular. <laughs> you know, people love John Carl Beekler. He, he worked on the Ghoulies. Like, he, he's done a bunch of things that people really I'm sure love. if I looked him up, I'd be like, oh, okay, you have He also directed I like. one of the few Good Friday the 13th sequels, hmm. which it's not great, but it is actually pretty good and entertaining. It's right. uh, part seven. Anyway, um, 
the easy way is just to give us more at the beginning, do what you said, mm -hmm. and just like give us what is the threat, let us grow a little bit attached to Wendy, and and then have it all play out. At least then we would understand that she's acting bizarrely. Because we don't even know if he's entirely bad until Sonny yeah. Bono's scene, really. Yeah. Because I mean like, yes, he possessed the little girl, but we don't know is like, is she elsewhere? Is he in her body? Like what's yeah. going on? Yeah. And you don't know that it's like, it's the it's bad in that it's like, well, I don't want to be possessed, so that's bad. Yeah. But we don't know that like how bad it is yeah. until he turns Sonny Bono into Plant Man. And even that, Sonny Bono is such a prick that yeah. it's, yeah. you know. Yeah, a little bit of a, a yeah. moral vengeance. Yeah. yeah. So the other thing that you could do, which would be interesting, is if you don't see her ever, if you don't see her in the troll at the beginning, and then somewhere along the line it's revealed yeah. that yeah. she's not who she is. That's what I was thinking, yeah. too. Yeah. Like, yeah. that could work, but that's, like, some expert-level filmmaking where, and storytelling that... I think you could even get away with doing that for, for the first ten minutes. Like, because at first you kind of are unsure, uh -huh. but then they're just like, no, it's totally the troll. Yeah. And you're like, or, oh, okay. Or also, like, it taking longer for the brother to figure out that yeah. there's something Anything. wrong with her. Right. Like, he figures it out immediately. And I'm yeah. like... No child. Just because of what and he's watching on TV, he's like, yeah. she's a pod person from Mars, oh. and the witch is just like, no, sit down, I'll tell you everything. <laughs> but like, when he figures out the old lady's a witch, yeah, he, he comes that into the apartment and is just like, all right, so obviously you're a witch, clearly. Uh, <laughs> this is not stuff an adult would have. Yeah. Like, like old what? clocks on a wall, clearly. <laughs> Sam and I look at each other and we're like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, because his thing is like, these aren't things an adult would have. These are things that a kid who's trying to be an adult would have. So clearly, you're a witch, hundreds of years old. And it's just like, what? Uh, what is your logic? And also, looking around her apartment, like, it didn't, it wasn't toys it and like everything. It looked like old lady stuff. Oh. It was like swords and paintings and old clocks. Antiques. There were a lot yeah. of like antiques. But there's like these cool, like, little, um, what are those called with the heads? The things that are mounted? like, Animals? yeah, like a mounted like creature head, uh. and like there's like a section that look like this toys. Kind of goes into something that I think is prevalent throughout the film, and that is shitty um, uh, set design. Yeah, like there, there, I didn't see any of that. <laughs> like I saw some of the swords, but only when she was walking near them. Mm -hmm. So like well, she takes nothing. One too. Well, yeah, but like nothing stands out. In the here, heads and are moving though. I see, and I didn't. I didn't notice that at all. I didn't see it at all. Was that during the, the song part? I think so. Okay. Oh, I had my eyes closed for that part. Oh, the <laughs> song part. Take the song part out, for God's sake. Yeah, that, I agree. It you was supposed the to be entire this thing a musical. You, it was yeah, supposed yeah. to be one way or, or the other. Into that. It was yeah. supposed to be a huge musical number, and they just God. technologically ha didn't have the resources, so that you end up with the little fairies and everything just going grunt, 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 like Mars attacks. Yeah. Yeah, basically, that's their communication. Yeah. Um, What's the harder? Was that the harder one? The harder one yeah. is revealing it, like later. Like you can yeah. do a Hitchcock, and you can you could go longer, like and you could you could do what they did with Marion Crane and Psycho, right? Where you mm -hmm. take you get like almost halfway through the film, and then you kill your main protagonist. Yeah. But that's Hitchcock. I don't encourage people to go right out of the gate trying to be <laughs> Hitchcock. Um, so I don't <laughs> that's know. A high bar. It's yeah. pretty high bar. Um, but yeah, I. I I don't know. I don't think this is a disaster of a movie. I just don't think it's very good at all. <laughs> I do like your idea, though, of, like, the reveal later. Almost that could be – it throughout the whole movie, weird things are happening in this apartment building, and the brother doesn't know why. His sister's acting, like, a little weird, but not enough to tip anyone off, even mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. But, like, 
and then it's like that's what the rich the witch has to reveal to him is like this your sister is responsible for all of this mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not right. him figuring it out and going to her like hey can you help me my sister's a demon troll yeah like <laughs> my sister's a dick yeah <laughs> my sister threw me around the room and i don't want to tell anyone but i'll tell you strange old lady yeah yeah that, there was a very weird dynamics in that whole apartment building. I gotta say, yeah, yeah that's why really I was. was. Uh, that's why I was referring like the conversations between people who had like never had conversations before. Everyone lets that little girl into their weird. apartment building immediately, yeah. like into their apartment. She yeah. like knocks on the door, like, "All right, come on in." Yeah, uh, the whole bit where <laughs> Julia Louis Dreyfus is like getting ready, and it's just like, "Okay, well, I have to get ready for this audition, but you just sit, just sit here in my yeah. living room." Yeah, it's like a comedy. That's or fine. Something. And like, like literally, what? they're no, meeting go this child like for the first time. <laughs> the first yeah. time they've seen this child, and they're like. Yeah, sure, whatever. Come on I, in. I'm like, I'm busy. I'm getting ready. I don't have time to entertain you right now, child. Please return to your home yeah. while I get ready. Like the closest you get is where she's like, I oh, know that's fragile. Don't touch that <laughs> yeah. picture. Uh, or breakable is what she said. Yeah, that's breakable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so there okay. you have it. I, 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 <laughs> I don't have anything else to say about it. Really? We could go on. We could go on about some of the fucking misogyny in Hollywood with uh, yeah. Julia Louis-Dreyfus. does Louis not Dreyfus. pass the back del- Wait, maybe it does. Oh, does it? It does, yeah. Wendy and the mom. But does it count? Because it's the troll. Because it's the troll? Yeah, oh. it's always the troll. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. But it, they did have to cast two female actors. Yeah. Well, but did any of them but talk to each they other? They have to talk to each other but and not about them. Because I don't think Julia yeah. Louis-Dreyfus ever talks to the mom. And none of them ever talk to the witch lady. No. Right. So no. the mom would only Wendy, talk Wendy to... Wendy is the only... Like, Wendy's the only... Only go-between. Yeah. And Wendy is always a troll. Yep. <laughs> yep. She spends, Unclear. what, a total of maybe four minutes not as a troll at the beginning and the end? At yeah. most. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah, you're right. It's yeah, probably uh, yeah, less than that. Being, mm. being generous. I also yeah. wish the professor had, like... A bigger role. I know. I was like, disappointed when kept, he just turned into the the tree baby. Oh my god! I kept thinking that, that he was, was he thing. and the witch had like <laughs> I forgot about had it to team just up or something, or yeah. something. Like I, I think that would have made it more interesting. Like the professor would be like, "Hey, I know magical and I know the lore of the troll as well," and then he has to team up with you. Yeah. Yes. Also, yeah, what happens to him nice. at the end? Well, he gets turned into. Okay, so uh, but like at last thing, the, the uh-huh. very end, once everything is resolved, that yeah. monster wing, B- Bigfoot is stabbed. Everything's uh-huh. fixed for for them, uh-huh. presumably. But like, but this is the thing. Eunice is normal again. Yeah. Yeah. No, but Eunice is young. What? I like but she was a end. tree. Oh yeah. <laughs> My... <laughs> Good point. <laughs> My thought was that so she Bono? was magical, so she figured out a way to be not a tree stump anymore. But the you professor... can't just assume that. Well, I'm going I... to. There's a lot of things you have to she assume. She can do whatever the heck she wants. You made us watch Troll. <laughs> I did, yeah. But yeah. Where's the professor, yeah. the professor, I think, is still trapped in that universe because I feel like these universes exist uh sure in yeah. a different I mean clearly plane. we see it at the end. Yeah, yeah. they open there. the door and the yeah. world is still there, which is clearly someone's backyard. Yeah. Um the fairy yeah. realm is just a wooded area of a uh-huh. backyard. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um but it yeah, so I assume that like is Sonny Bono actually dead? Because his head exploded I a little. I think he's yeah. dead. Um, and he so, like, dead. Army Man and Army Man Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Louis there's Julie's still five of her running around? Julia is, is, like, 
lobotomized nymph. Uh-huh. But I'm saying, like, so is this apartment building just empty now? Yes. Yes. That's my feeling. I feel yes, like it's haunted. it's empty. Like, Except for those two people who went in later. Those cops should be more concerned. <laughs> yeah. Like, those cops should be like, yeah, I think everyone was hallucinating. Everyone is missing. Yeah. But I think <laughs> yeah. they just They're made it all up. all dead. Yeah. <laughs> all right. right. So, all right. Nicole, rate this movie. <laughs> Um, I rate it zero sunglass emojis. Mm. Oh. Zero out of five sunglass emojis. Okay. When um, when when you have to watch Manos, the hands of fate. All right, I'll not. give it I'll give it one sunglass okay. emoji. One out of five. <laughs> Nicole just gives every emojis. movie a zero. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'll give it yeah, one one out of five sunglass emojis. There yeah. you go. All right. Rachel. I will give it a C minus. And I know because like I know this seems somewhat good for it but I feel like there are bad movies that are bad and it's like Sam why the fuck did you make me watch this boring ass movie but this one was like just like Sam is the purveyor of bad movies <laughs> um, Sam but... and Nick should get together and watch the movies <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> but this one was just like oh okay well it was, I mean it, it, it could have been better but it wasn't like a complete utter failure right. for me. Uh, I'll give it two out of five possessed mushroom puppets. <laughs> okay. That's that your was, official rating system when, every time yeah, you're on this has podcast. has to be every Absolutely. time. Because <laughs> it calls back to the pilot every uh-huh, single time. Uh-huh. Possessed mushroom puppets. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> that well, is PMP. Yep. PMP. <laughs> I uh, found one of those. Uh, oh my god! He texted it to me. You could buy like an actual movie oh prop version for two thousand dollars on what? eBay of <laughs> what that. The no, of I would which not is pay totally that. Totally more than it costs for them to make most of the what? puppets in the movie. But I just texted it to Nick and I was like, "You need some new office decor." <laughs> and my response was simply, "Shudder." Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, what is your rating, Nick? Uh, I am going the opposite direction. So I'm rating on a bad movie scale. Oh, I like this. I'm. Classifying this as a category two, mm. with five being the worst of the bad movies. Okay. Mm. So okay. like a storm. So one is pretty bad. One is like, eh, it's bad. It's yeah. You know, actually, in some respects, maybe a one is worse because there's not a lot to talk about. Okay. But I'm gonna one s- probably won't show up on this podcast. Probably not a yeah, lot. A yeah. one is like a it enters into a different podcast. Yeah. yeah. It's like an American Haunting. Anyone ever see that movie? No. Real bad. But it's just the, the only movie I ever thought about walking out of. Mm. But it's not bad enough to end up on this podcast. It's right. just a blech movie. Mm. Yeah. So no ones. Probably, Probably not. We might get to one where after I've discussed it, I'm like, ah, you know, really, this is a one. I shouldn't have had you guys watch it. <laughs> um, I'm going to say this is a two. Right. Stuff to talk about. Yeah. Good way to get the creative juices flowing. <laughs> but it's still bad. Yes. But it is not on the level of some other films that I have seen. Mm-hmm. I've only seen probably one or two fives. Ooh. I'm like... Like Avatar The Last the Airbender. Thi- <laughs> the thing that I am most intrigued about with this podcast is getting into <laughs> like, I don't... I just want to get this part. Like, I just want to hear your basic summary <laughs> because I, I don't know. This is like one of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> I, I just don't understand. So Nicole needs to watch some more Yeah, bad. you need to watch yes. some more movies. You need I, to be just... educated. <gasps> no, it sounds like I've been making good choices. <laughs> and you assholes yeah. need to start <laughs> running your movie watching choices by me beforehand. 
Fair. <laughs> I think that's fair, actually. If we add up all the time I, like I've spent watching Ed Wood movies, it's probably too much. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. But by that same token, I have learned more mm-hmm. by watching bad movies than I have by watching great movies. Sure. Yeah. sure. I have learned more of how not to do things. Yeah. I've also learned, oh, that's why you don't do that, hmm. because that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've, you know, learned more about... Um, I don't know, how to critique things in certain ways that I can at least give the benefit of the doubt and just be like, look, you tried. Yeah. How many feature films have I made? Zero. Sure. You know, sure. so you're ahead, of, you're ahead of me there. The most amazing thing about any of these bad movies that you or we end up watching on this podcast is they got made. Yeah. Yeah. So, like yeah. multiple people had to approve this uh-huh. and uh-huh. say, yes, put that in the theater. Uh-huh. Or just two. Somebody thought that was a good idea. <laughs> yep. Somewhere yeah. thought about it. So, yeah. okay, thank you all for potting with me on this I Hope I Didn't Lose Many Friends podcast <laughs> by forcing you to watch terrible movies. Um, if you would like to get in touch with us, we all have our own methods, of course. Uh, Matt? Uh, I have Twitter. That's the main way you can reach me. It's at Matthew Gatos. Rachel? I also have a Twitter, and it's at Rachel underscore... Cal underscore Nav. Or, or easier, <laughs> uh, you can f- uh, email uh, my podcast at reallovemail at gmail.com. Perfect. Nicole? Uh, I am at Sweeney Says, S W E E N E Y, like Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Says on Twitter and, and everything. That's everywhere. <laughs> I, I have that name. And check out. Oh, Snark and snarksquad.com. You should also read that. <laughs> if you like, if you want this podcast <laughs> as a blog, <laughs> you should uh, do that. And uh, I am at NG Jenkins. Um, and uh, we do have a Twitter for this. And it is what I said before. I think it's at Real Bad Pod. <laughs> but it's R E E L. Just like uh, Real Love is R E E L. Uh, for both of those. So, Matt, am I forgetting anything that you want to promo? Uh, nope. Just find me on the internet. Okay. <laughs> I'm Matthew Let's Gatos be friends. Everywhere. <laughs> All right. Peace out, everybody. Ooh.